Hey there! Welcome to episode 12. Today, I want to guide you through five steps to a purposeful nursery. What is a purposeful nursery? Well, a purposeful nursery is one that has a lot of intention in putting it together. The purpose of a nursery is to provide a place for your baby to nurse, to change diapers, and eventually to sleep in that space. So I want to make sure that those things are optimized for you and your baby because you will be spending a lot of time in there and it can make your life easier if you have it set up well. I guide new moms through many things just like this in my course, New Mom Prep School. I have dozens of lessons that walk you through getting yourself ready, getting you ready for your baby, as well as getting your home and your relationship ready. It is truly a comprehensive course. And if you want to find out more about it, go to newmomboss.com forward slash enroll. Enrollment just opened yesterday and the course kicks off on September 21st. I can hardly wait to get started, you guys. It's really, really good. So go check it out at newmomboss.com forward slash enroll to get more information. All right, let's get started. Hi, I'm Calista Anderson, a new mom coach and educator. I help new moms just like you during pregnancy and beyond to figure out what to do next and how to do it so that you feel prepared, equipped with the proper knowledge and ready for your precious baby, allowing you to enjoy the wonderful runway into mommyhood. If you're navigating through pregnancy with a million things on your mind, that you know you have to get done or learn about, then this is the podcast for you. I have been where you are and I totally get it. I'm a mom of three and my first two babies were back to back, only 13 months apart. Those first couple of years were a pretty challenging time, but it made me a fast new mom master and it gave me a newfound passion for mamas to be and their babies. It was during this intense learning curve of the new mom life, I had a light bulb moment and said, wow, isn't it interesting that we women prepare way more for our weddings, like a year in advance, and put so much energy into every last detail, yet we don't do the same thing for becoming a new mom. I was inspired to combine my experience along with my professional background as a registered nurse and a certified lactation counselor to help women get ready for their babies like they were getting ready for their weddings, to make them feel like a boss when that sweet baby arrived. So I created my business, New Mom Boss, and started this show, The New Mom Boss Podcast, to help prepare women for the most important job of their lives, becoming a mom. I am so glad you are here and want to thank you in advance for taking the time to learn for your baby. We moms are changing the world one baby at a time, and I can hardly wait to get started. So let's go. Okay, the five steps to a purposeful nursery. Step one, choose the best space in your house for the nursery. This may not apply to everybody because you already have a space 
that's reserved for the nursery and that may be your only space. But for others, there may be another space in your home that would be better suited as a nursery than the one you have in mind. You have to consider what arrangement works best for you and not just the first room that is most convenient. Here are some things you want to ask yourself when choosing the best room for your baby's nursery. What's the temperature of that room? Is it in a part of the house where it gets really warm in the summers or really cold in the winters? What's the noise level of that room? Is it next to the kitchen where there's a lot of banging pots and pans that may wake your baby? Or does it share a wall with another room that might have a lot of noise? So think about the temperature and the noise and how you can control both when choosing your room. Another thing to consider is the size of the room. Maybe you have an office space or a guest room or just another room space that could be the best size room for the nursery. You don't need a huge room and you don't want to choose a really small room, although really small spaces work fine for nurseries. Our nursery is actually the smallest room in the house, but I put it together with a lot of intention and it works really well for us. It's minimal, but purposeful. Now, I'm not saying you have to have a minimalist type of nursery, but I do want to encourage purpose. Make it as purposeful as you can, whether it's a small space or a large space. So that's step one, choosing the best space in your house for the nursery. And an action you can take for this first step is to talk with your partner. So talk with your husband or partner and figure out what room is best. You may need to get creative or negotiate if you have to swap different rooms. So take that action. Especially if you're already in your third trimester, I highly encourage you to get moving and get this nursery put together. Step number two is to think about the style you want for your nursery. Knowing if you have a specific color scheme or style ahead of time will help you in choosing your decor, your furniture, and help you determine what you should put on your baby registry. My best friend, Christina Lehman, is actually an e-designer. She helps people decorate spaces virtually. And I'm going to actually have her on the show later down the line, but I'll put her contact information in the show notes if you guys are interested. She has a clean style. I love her style. She renovated her home a couple years ago, gutted the whole house, and it just looks amazing. So check her out. I'll put her in the show notes, okay? Now here are some actions to take for step two. You can start a mood board on Pinterest to help you with your style. Browsing on Pinterest and Instagram is really helpful. You can also start a mood board on Instagram if you didn't know. There's lots of inspiration on social media. And if you can just put all your visual inspirations together, you can really develop your style real fast. Also, if you want to paint the room a different color, now is the time to start looking at the different colors and sampling them. Then put it in the calendar. Mark a date when you're going to paint it or when you're going to have someone else paint it for you. I always put things in my calendar because when I have 
a deadline, I actually do it. So you might be the same. And if you're not, you might want to try it because it, it does work to keep you on track. Step three, choosing a crib. It's recommended that your baby sleeps in your room at night at least for the first four to six months of his or her life. This reduces the risk of SIDS and makes it easier for you to respond to late night feedings. So you'll most likely have a co-sleeper in your room on the side of your bed. But when you're putting the nursery together, I do encourage buying a crib even though your baby is not going to sleep in the crib quite yet. A nursery just does not look done when there's no crib. Now you can definitely hold off and wait till the baby is a little bit older, four to six months before you buy the crib for the nursery. But if you can afford it now, go ahead and buy it because you're going to get it anyway. And it just helps the nursery come together. Or maybe this is one of the items on your registry and maybe you can get it sooner rather than later. There are a lot of really affordable cribs out there. I didn't splurge on the crib in the nursery, but I did splurge on the co-sleeper. We got this new, which was amazing. So I spent like less than $300 for the crib in the nursery. And then we got this new. I actually bought this new from a friend, so it wasn't brand new, but it was barely used. And this new wasn't around when I had the first two babies. And and I really wish it was around with the first two because I probably got more sleep with the third baby, you know, in the first few months, all things considered. So there's step three. And the action for step three is to order a crib or if you want to start looking for used cribs, secondhand cribs that are in good condition, start doing that now and then have your hubby put it together because sometimes it takes a little work to to get it all assembled. And once it's in the room, you'll feel like the nursery is almost done, but really you just have a crib in the room. A crib in the room is a small win that feels really really big. Next is step 4. Prepare the stations. That is, your changing and your nursing stations. I'm all about optimizing these two little spaces in your nursery because you will use these little spaces more than any other space in your home the first few months. Not only will you be using it a lot, but you're going to be using it a lot while you're sleep deprived. So you want these areas to be in the best shape for you. So your changing station can either be a changing table that's a standalone or they have a lot of cribs with a changing station connected to it. Another option is to have a changing pad on top of a dresser, which is a great space saver. You just have to make sure the the changing pad is fastened to the dresser. So you want your changing station to be fully stocked at all times with your diapers, your wipes, diaper cream, or baby powder. I like to put everything in a caddy or a basket right where I can reach it. So in my changing station, you know, the changing pad is on top of the dresser 
and the first drawer has all the supplies the diapers the wipes the baby powder and the diaper cream i also have hand sanitizer there because you know your hands can get dirty and also a diaper pail right in front of it so that you don't have to you know you can wipe and take the diaper off and just throw it right in front of you you don't have to walk away to go to a waste basket I have a wipe warmer, which is not an essential. It's not one of those items that are truly a necessity, but I used one for all three babies because they get so cold when they're a newborn. They barely have any fat and they're like shivering when you're changing their diaper in the middle of the night. They're so cold. So I think it's essential just to help with your diaper changes. A lot of people don't think it's necessary, but that's just my two cents. I was able to find a way to have the cord go through the drawer and then plug it into a socket that's behind the dresser. So the wipe warmer is inside my dresser on the, the top drawer. Okay, and now your feeding station where you're going to be nursing your baby a million times. Typically, you get a glider or a rocking chair for this space. And you want to get one that is comfortable because you're going to be feeding a million times. So get something that's comfy. I got a glider that was really comfortable. It was able to recline, to rock. Um, it had one of those like lazy boy things where you, your legs are elevated or can be elevated. And it was nice and plush. And I didn't spend too much money. I think it was less than 300 probably. And with my first two kids, I had a, it was also a glider, but more like a rocking chair type. It was wood and it wasn't as comfortable. I mean, it was wood with a cushion, but it wasn't as comfortable as this glider. And I'm so glad I got a fully cushioned, upholstered type of glider this time around because I just loved it. So that's the main part of your feeding station is the glider, but there are a couple really key things for me that help the space be really functional. And the first thing is a small side table. You need a place to put your things on, things like your phone. You'll need water. You'll always need water when you're breastfeeding and or pumping. And snacks because you can get really hungry when you're breastfeeding. I always had a box of tissue and burp rags and it's helpful to have a small lamp, preferably one that you can adjust the light with a dimmer. Another item I always had on my side table was the Haka pump. If you guys don't know about the Haka pump, look it up. It is amazing for when you're first getting started with pumping. It's really cool and there's other versions of it now, but look up the Haka pump. It's a must for breastfeeding. All right, couple actions here is to decide what kind of changing table you're going to have, whether you're going to use a dresser and put the changing pad on top, or you may want to get a standalone changing table or a crib with a connected changing table. Also, pick out your glider and side table. Oh, let me back up. The other item I always have by my glider is a small trash can. Tissue and trash can. You'll need it for spills and snack stuff. 
just really convenient to have it right next to your glider. And then step five is comfort and organization. You want to be comfortable when you're nursing your baby early in the morning. So think about whether your room needs a little heater or a fan to help regulate the temperature. You may want to have a little throw blanket next to your glider. And pillows. Let me talk about pillows. So there are multiple feeding pillows on the market. You know, there's the Boppy and my breast friend, I believe it's called. I tried the Boppy, but the Boppy did not work for me. I used a regular pillow on my lap when I breastfed and that worked great. So see what kind of pillow works for you. Another pillow that I started using with my third baby was a neck pillow because he would wake up around four in the morning for a feeding and that was after a long stretch which was good but then we would go to the nursery change his diaper by we I mean me and the baby my husband would you know go on sleeping then I would feed him in the glider and we'd fall asleep and he was in a deep sleep where I didn't want to wake him and try to put him back in the snoo. Um, And I also didn't want to wake up my husband. Like by this time, it's like five o'clock in the morning and he would have to get up for work soon. So I would stay in the glider and sleep for another couple hours before, you know, real morning time and we'd get up. But I started getting neck pain because although my glider was fabulous and I could recline and lift my legs, my neck was crinked, like it would fall over to the side and it just doesn't work to have your your head on a pillow, like a pillow behind your head, you know? I don't know if you could visualize this, but then I thought, wow, I have an amazing idea. Let me get our neck pillow. We had one in the car for the kids, the older kids, and let me try it. So I brought it up to the nursery. I had a a basket next to the glider where I, I threw my feeding pillow, my throw blanket, and then I added the neck pillow to my little arsenal. And it was amazing. So baby would fall asleep. I would recline, lift my legs, put on my throw blanket, put on my neck pillow, and sleep for another couple hours. So I just thought that was genius. It helped me, and I hope it helps you if you try it out. And then there's organization. I love, love, love organization and keeping your nursery organized makes it more purposeful. So like I mentioned, you have your your changing station and the top drawer or the top shelf of whatever your changing station is. I recommend having bins and baskets and putting things in their own places that you'll put it in every single time. So you'll never forget where they are. You won't be looking around when you're half asleep. It provides a calming environment. Also, it's great for inventory. You'll always know how much you have if you always see it and know what you need to get more of. Here's an organization tip for you. I got one of those plastic shoe organizers from Amazon, less than $20, maybe like $10 or $15. And I hung it behind the door of the nursery and stocked it with extra wipes and all the little gadgets for the baby that I wasn't using yet and a ton of other things like pacifiers and travel size toiletries and other random things but 
it kept everything organized and also the changing table was right near the door so whenever I ran out of wipes I didn't have to go far to get another package of wipes. It helped me tremendously and I really recommend this little hack. So here are some actions you can take for step five. If you want to be organized, I highly recommend looking up how to fold the Marie Kondo way and fold your baby clothes that way. You'll be able to see all the clothes because the way it's organized is by is storing them vertically. So you see everything versus stacking things up in a drawer and you don't get to see what's, you know, on the bottom of the drawer and you forget and you start, you know, you use the same clothes over and over again. So the Marie Kondo way of folding is really helpful. Also, once your baby shower is finished and you have your newborn clothes and your three-month-old clothes, I would wash all those clothes and start putting them in the drawers and all the blankets and all the baby clothes and things, socks and etc. that you'll be using the first three months. Go ahead and wash those and store them in the drawers. I put everything in a bin. So all the baby clothes are in bins. I use the bins from Ikea. They're called Scub, S-K-U-B-B. It's a pack of six and they're two of each size, like a small, medium, and large size bin. Really, really good to have. And one last action I would recommend is to have a portable changing caddy. So you're going to have your changing station all organized but you're going to be changing your baby in other places of the house, like the living room or family room. And you should have another caddy or basket with the same supplies that you have at your changing stations. So get another set of wipes, baby powder, diaper cream, and hand sanitizer to put in that caddy. Oh, also diapers. So you want this caddy to have the same exact things you have in your top drawer or shelf of your changing station so you can change your baby anywhere that way you don't have to keep running to the nursery for every diaper change or going to go get the supplies especially if you have a second story like we do and it was a pain to go up and down all the time so having that portable changing caddy is really helpful well okay friends that's our show for today I hope this helps you in putting your most purposeful nursery. When you're finished putting it together, I would love to see it. Tag me on Instagram at newmomboss and let me know. If you want to download the five steps to a purposeful nursery, go to newmomboss.com forward slash nursery. And if you think you're a good fit for a new mom prep school, go to newmomboss.com forward slash enroll to get more details. Or you may know someone who might be a good fit, so let them know about it and send them over. All right, thank you so much for tuning in. I am so grateful you chose to listen to this show. I know you have lots of choices, and I appreciate your time. Until next week, take care.